Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. Tiger with the putter in hand on his home course for the win. Oh, All right, well, that ought to do it. Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, the winners of Capital One's The Match. Good morning, it's DJ and PK, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott sitting in for David James, Patrick Kinahan. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690, that's Shamrock Plumbing. I know you watched the golf over the weekend, PK. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. And we do a thing that uh, at 7.50, what did you watch last night? We can get to this because in What's Trending, we sort of skim over what's going on. But, yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was. Uh, I wish it would have been sunny and uh, not as much rain. But, uh, nevertheless, that's what you get down there in Florida sometimes. And uh, I watched it. I got some thoughts on it that I'm going to share at 7.50. I thought it was fun. And, you know, what we do at 7.50, rather than just repeat what we watched, we try to develop some storylines that go along with what did you watch. And this is something that really for me, watching that thing, what I could learn from in terms of making the golf more entertaining, what I think that the networks, because golf is spread across many networks, like a lot of sports are, uh, certainly the NFL is, and really just about all sports are not just one exclusive network. I mean, right down to the colleges, you know, like the Pac-12 is the multiple entities where it's broadcast and so for me i enjoyed not just the golf is what i'm saying but the stuff that was added to the golf that's the way i felt with it i i couldn't agree more i thought it was extremely well done uh i'm just angry that the one time in my entire life that i'm actually rooting for tom brady (laughs) he is just (laughs) awful out there awful well Okay, he wasn't uh, the best player. He was probably the uh, number four player. But how about the hole out? I mean, that certainly that right. was entertaining. Splitting with, his uh, pants while he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes and had that thing going on there. It but, was, yeah, it was great. It was great. It was it was just you know kind of what we needed. I think we need sports back. We're we're dying for it. This was something that was intriguing. It was done well. It was done safely. It was a great television production. All the side stuff you're talking about, PK, was terrific. I'm not really a huge fan of of any of them, to be honest. I mean, I would never root for Peyton Manning if I was forced to. I mean, you, you know, I I, I wouldn't uh, get him a glass of water if he was... Uh, never mind. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're not a fan of Phil Mickelson? Not really. I, I don't dislike Phil Mickelson necessarily. I've just never really rooted yeah, for him, I, per I, se. Yeah, I see what it is. Here's the deal, Yach. I mean, Phil's a Sun Devil, and obviously Jake Scott has had say, a problem with Sun Devil. We know where, we this, know where is this is going. going. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. Oh. Correct. <laughs> 100%. This was an easy one to take yeah. It's so obvious, the jealousy. You know, the Utes have been on top, but they still have the losing record against the Sun Devils. Oh, right off the bat, 
He brings it to the table, Yach. You can see it literally, literally, in my case, miles away. Uh, PK, how long have we known each other? Uh, of course, it's because he's a Sun Devil. 100%. I don't like Tom Brady because he went to Michigan. <laughs> Did he even play at Michigan? <laughs> he kind of played. Eons ago. He sat behind Drew Henson, of all people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, isn't he? He barely he was not even a full-time starter. Doesn't matter. How do you root against pros? <laughs> I could root against anybody for a variety of stupid reasons, man. You can. How do you root against pro players? I, I don't root against any pro players. None. Why? Why not? Because because they're they're professionals. They have they know they don't mean anything to me. They're just commodities. Well, I'm not. See, I, they don't represent anything. I mean, look at Peyton Manning. He had a Bronco logo on his cart. Bronco logo. And he all he did was hand off in Bronco Land. He's an Indianapolis Colt, and he's recognized as a Bronco. That there's no allegiances in the pros. It's who's ever given you the paycheck. Come Listen, on. I have to explain this stuff to to Gordon all the time. I'm not rooting against anybody personally. I, I hope whatever. This is just sports. It, it it's a different universe. I'm just it, I'm rooting for them to fail on the field or the golf course in this case. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. I agree with you up until the point of rooting against or for. They're, they're pros. They're making millions. They're, if they lose every match, they've already won. True. Exactly. That's why it's 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 not reality. It's not. So that's why I don't root against or for because it doesn't matter. Well, They've already won in the most important area, their bank account. Here's the difference between you and me, PK. You're a positive person. I'm a negative person. What do you want from me? Uh, moving on. Uh, NFL Executive Vice Pre uh, President of Football Operations Troy Vincent said in an interview uh, that the league failed miser uh, miserably in its implementation of pass interference replays last year, which is 100% a fact. That was, that was a terrible idea from the beginning, and it's probably a smart thing. Uh, they're moving in a different direction. I don't know if it was a terrible idea. I mean, I agree with you and Troy that it didn't work and it was a failure. If you want to go fail miserably, I'm okay with that. I get what they were trying to do. It's just that it didn't work. The idea to me, I was okay with it. But the implementation of it, as you guys say, yeah, there was so much confusion. It reminded me a few years back of what was a catch. And yet, really, you got your head spinning around so much that you weren't sure what, in fact, was a catch. What you thought used to be a catch wasn't. What you didn't think was a catch became a catch. And you, you had no idea anymore. It was like a complete and total flip of the coin. And so it seemed like with the pass interference, that's what they were going with. And you weren't really sure. I don't have any problem with taking it out and then have all sorts of controversy. Because I don't have a team that I root for, so it doesn't matter to me at the NFL. I couldn't care less who wins. I watch the games as much as I possibly can. And I love it when there's some form of controversy and you have all sorts of emotion. Once you bring in emotion into it, the sport then becomes the winner. Unless it's the blatant, like the Saints in the playoff game. But if it's real close, eh, then you, you can go either way. You know, like the Jordan push-off. I've decided, Jake, by the way, mm -hmm. it's not Jordan wasn't a push-off. It was a tap-off. Okay, just a tap. 
Yes. All right. Um, I just don't think you can review judgment calls. I get what you're saying right there, but... I mean, you can review whether the guy was out of bounds or not, like, because there's a definitive, you know, but as you can't review a judgment call because different referees have different standards and it's that way for a reason. And fans think that they want it called 100 percent correctly, but they really don't. You don't want a foul called every time down the floor. You, you, you really don't. It's, it's not good. And, you know, pass interference is such a judgment. You can call it on every play. We, re- we rely on referees to have the spirit of the game at heart and call it when it's appropriate. And you can't, you can't review that. You can't review that. And it's, it's no wonder the refs didn't want to overturn themselves, so the, the, the overturn rate was so low. You can't review judgment calls. You can't well, I guess I agree with you in the final analysis. All right, moving on. Hashtag college football. My biggest concern is they do open up campuses. 50,000 people from all over the world descend on each and every one of these colleges. And then college football just doesn't quite happen because they can't quite figure out how, how, how to do this safely. So Reggie Bush uh, talked in an interview to Playboy, of all things. I can't believe it's I, – I didn't know it was still around, actually. Uh, yeah, wink, wink, Jake. <laughs> I know, we all know you get it every month in the mail, uh, PK. There's, there's no doubt. Uh, but he talked about how – you heard the quote right there. ESPN picked up a part of that quote. Reggie was mad because they didn't really catch the spirit of what he was saying. But the spirit of what is, he was saying, I think, is actually really important with the, um, you know, paying college players or the what is a name image likeness nil uh you're inviting some potentially uh corrupt company around your team you know people willing to pay these guys and basically all reggie was saying is is these guys need direction i bet he wished he had a little direction a little guidance stuff to consider how to manage your money those sorts of things i i think i think he's actually right about that well, as Yacht can attest, uh, I've been talking about this for a good long while. Pay these kids all you want, and as DJ has brought up, the what is it, the, uh, the law of unintended consequences, right. I think he calls it. As I've been saying this, yeah, if you're just going to give these kids money, it sounds great on the surface, but then what you're doing is introducing a whole other batch of problems right. that they're not prepared for. And Reggie Bush went through it. Obviously, I mean, he had all sorts of uh, issues that were on the other side of the NCAA in terms of having to return his Heisman Trophy and he was a great player and his parents got a house and blah, blah, blah. We all know that story. But yeah, you're going to get these kids and many of them come from impoverished backgrounds and they don't have, you know, a lot of them don't even have the, the father. That's, then that, that's statistics. You just look at the, the statistics. They don't have the proper support system and all of a sudden you're going to flood money at them. You're going to get all sorts of people with uh, wanting a piece of them right. that they're not ready for. And so, yeah, I don't have any problem giving it to them. Give them as much as you want. Give them as much as you can. But just don't hand it to them cold and say, there you go, young fella. Here's your $20,000. Now, good luck to you. Because I think you're going to end up with a bunch of issues that we don't see right now, but they're going to make main be manifest once these kids get this money and virtually any type of problem is on the table and they've got to have some type of counsel and some support to set it up so they're educated on what to do there's going to be a lot of success stories for sure those kids we call them stanford uh, athletes (laughs) but so many of them they're going to not know what to do and people are going to be coming at them in all different directions and it's going to cause a bunch of other issues well certainly not 
Arizona State athletes. But, uh, you know, PK, before I got into this world, the sport world, I guess I didn't realize how many people are trying to get a piece of these athletes. And it goes to a, an alarmingly young age. I, I think people would be really surprised that even young teenagers, the amount of people that are uh, are, are trying to get, you know, uh, on board the gravy train, so to speak. It's it's wild. It, it really is wild because they're high profile. There's a lot of money going to be eventually at stake. Uh, and and it's it. Kids do need guidance, and I say kids because I'm talking not just college athletes. I'm talking about teenagers because it's it's a wild world. And, yeah, everybody gets a warm fuzzy about, hey, get these guys some more food to eat. But I don't, I don't think they realize the world that that is out there. And maybe it, it does affect college athlete, uh, athletics in a darker way now and maybe you're bringing that above board i would listen to that argument but you are opening the door to making it legit for these guys that don't i say guys these people that don't have the best interest of the athlete at heart in the door absolutely as you say it's a wild world and as you know jake it's hard to get by just upon a smile oh man cat Let's play a little cat today. Hatch, can we, can yeah, we, we make that. that happen? All right. Uh, one more quick note. Ryan Leaf, who's a current analyst for ESPN, former quarterback, of course, was arrested Friday on charges of misdemeanor domestic battery, uh, released on bail. That's unfortunate. And uh, he was a really great comeback story. I, I was really uh, – it. I was – I didn't like seeing that headline because he was kind of like he putting his life back together after some real troubles, and this, this would be a step backwards. It certainly would, and the uh, thing about it is we'll see how the legal system plays out. We do know that if he was a high-level player who was a free agent, he probably would have been offered a contract to, uh, from the Cowboys by now. Oh, <laughs> on that note. Good point. Hashtag NBA. The reality is, that, well, it hasn't been said, it's been decided. We're, we're going to have games. It's just a matter of when we're going to have games and what it's going to look like. I would expect by the first week of June, we are going to get an official announcement, maybe even the first of June. That was Rick Buecher. Uh, PK, what are your thoughts on the Orlando bubble? Because it looks like the direction uh, that's the direction we're headed. Yeah, I guess, I, you know, I, I've been to Florida, but I have not been to Orlando and I did not know the Walt Disney Company was that. The property there was that huge, 40 square miles. Wow, man, that is something. So, yeah, it looks like they're going to probably go in that direction. Uh, but there's so much money at stake. Uh, I realize this is a sensitive issue, but in my mind, if you can play, play. And you, I'm, I'm all for the safety. I think the, the virus now has as just about everything does these days, is divided along political lines and uh, who you want in the White House, who you want out of the White House, to a large degree is going to determine your agenda and your motivation on this stuff. But as far as sports go, if they can get it back, I'm all for it. And I don't really care what format they use because I think it's already funky. It's the idea of them going back to play is the celebratory thing, not so much the actual competition I don't know that how pure it'll be, but that doesn't matter to me. And if a player in whatever sport doesn't want to go, don't go. Freedom of choice, man. It's your body. That's what we hear some other stuff. And if that's what you want or don't want, I'm fine with it. You know, June is the is only in a few days here. What are we? 
what's today, like the 26th or so, I think it is. Next Monday, so, June 1st. Yeah, that's right around the corner here. A lot of money at stake, and, and people are suffering economically, man. we got to get back as much as we can. Yep, and I, I think the NBA can come up with a solution that everybody can get behind. You mentioned the divide. You know, they can do this safely. Orlando's perfect. It, it's it's perfect because it's, you know, it's Disney World. It's it's its own little world. You can you can make sure to operate safely. It appears like uh, they can it's self-contained. They can. Yeah, right. Uh, there's transportation internally. I mean, it, it it appears that they can acquire the testing that's that's going to be needed. I think most everybody can get on board with the NBA providing as safe a, uh, as an environment as possible because it appears like they're going to do that at, at great lengths. And then on the economic side, uh, you know, they need to salvage every single nickel they can. And yes. The NBA makes 40% through the gate, and that's that's going out the door. I mean, you're not going to have fans anywhere near this thing, so that's 40% of their revenue that is not going to be able to be made, and that's huge. That's a huge chunk. So you have to salvage the rest. So when people talk about bringing playoff teams back or everybody back, that matters. And I've heard DJ talk about this. Bring everybody back and get to that 70-game mark so you can get that regional TV uh, money and then move into the playoffs where you can salvage that national TV money because, PK, we know uh, we know a lot of people in the sports world that have been affected by this thing economically, and it's, it's, really, it's, it's really, really tough. So I hope they provide an environment that everybody can get on board with, right? You know, the, the, the people on both sides of the aisle, it's going to be safe, and, and it really needs to happen. Yeah, I don't know that we're going to get everybody, but... If you don't want to be on board, so be it. I agree but, with yeah. that, by the way, uh, on the players. Sorry. Uh, if, if they don't want to participate, don't. And they should be protected if they don't want to do it. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Patrick Ewing was uh, hospitalized. He's uh, been diagnosed with COVID-19. He is out of the hospital and recovering. So that's uh, that's very good news. Yes, it is, as are most of the folks who get it. I mean, isn't there like a 98% survival rate? Right, yeah, or, or somewhere in that neighborhood, because I don't think we know for sure. It's funny, I, I was go reading a Twitter thread about that over the weekend, and I saw at least six different numbers from different <laughs> Twitter responders, but uh, I think it's somewhere in that neighborhood. It's in the high 90% range. <laughs> right. All right, let's move on. Hashtag Major League Baseball. By a week from today or tomorrow, it's important to have a plan. And I believe they will, simply because there is that pressure on both sides. And now that there seems to be a little more consensus building about how to handle the public health dynamics and the health dynamics of the league, as you see the NBA moving forward and the NHL as well with their plans, it's important for baseball to not just fall in line but be a leader. That was uh, John Morosi on Major League Baseball being a leader as sports uh, try to come back, uh, PK. But I ask you, uh, with Major League Baseball, does anybody really care? Does anybody really care? This is an industry that makes $10 billion annually, and you're asking me, does anybody care? Now, if we were talking soccer, I think that (laughs) we would have... A lot of interest, but with baseball, I mean, didn't soccer pass baseball, what, like six, seven years ago, Patch? There's another story that NASCAR is going to pass baseball. I don't know if if I had recently. any authority, I would fire Jake Scott right now. 
I was going to say, we've got, we've got an ASU Utah, now we've got a soccer, baseball, come on. We're hitting all the hits already. Well, see, I, I'm I'm being aggressive early, because I figure it's like a negotiation. You know, he'll respond, and then we'll, you know, find some place in the middle. Uh, no, uh, the Rays, open Tropicana Field, PK, limited workouts yesterday, 14 players. And and this thing is a small step process, right? And, and baseball seems to be... Uh, on its way to figuring it out. However, and I know you've talked about this, their biggest hurdle is going to be the revenue thing. And, and that's, I I wonder, I'm fascinated to see who bends on that because the Major League Baseball Players Union has been st- steadfast about that, that uh, issue with the revenue split. So you're telling me the number one issue is money, huh? Wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, did you um, did you see Glavin's interview last week? We actually yes. had the yeah, the yeah. writer on the big show. And from, I actually listened to it. Yeah. Oh, my guy. Thanks, PK. I did. I was listening to it, yeah. Glavin. Glavin I mean, ma- it's fortunate that I happened to have to go to bathroom at that time, but yeah, I listened to it. <laughs> Glavin made great point. The players are, are in a rough spot because they either bend their, you know, serious or move their line in the sand or end up looking terribly i mean you alluded to it right there if if they let money come in the way of coming back when there is so much other economic suffering going on it's going to be a bad look and whether it's right or not the players are going to take the brunt of the blame i agree with what tom glavin was saying that was his point and he's an ex-player who was heavily involved in the union back in 93 94 and all that time when we know that the the season and series were canceled and all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, see, I get it. It's easy for me to say. But under the current circumstances, I wouldn't mind if they take one for the team and come back for the sake of the competition, for the sake of, you know, I always think about people who are shut-ins because I've known many of them in my life. And I know, and I'm probably going to be one at some point, and I think uh, all of us maybe have a shot to be that person at some point. And the highlights of their days are the opportunity to sit in front of the television because they can't get outside and they can't move around like they used to. And so they're sports fans, and that breaks up the day. And to have something on that they can watch that's real rather than all this reality nonsense that we've got going on now, and it gives them pleasure. So in that way, I would like to see these guys and women who have all sorts of sports uh, be back for the people who... It just increases the quality of their lives because they're at the point where the quality of their lives is really taking a dip. And I would like to see them return. Again, it goes along the same lines of the basketball. If you feel unsafe, so be it. You don't have to do it. You won't get paid if you're not playing, obviously. But if you feel unsafe, then don't do it. All right, PK, what do you want to get into coming up next? We've uh, got a busy day. Steve Cleveland at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. We've got a partner profile at 8.50. But you've got something on uh, top of your mind that you want to get to next. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, I think we still need to hit some of the Jerry Sloan stuff. So I want to get into that because the amount of tributes that I saw over the weekend were just incredible. It's really a just a credit to what Jerry Sloan stood for. And then also, too, uh, leading on throughout the morning, thinking about, uh, to me, if we have a Mount Rushmore of uh, coaches in the state of Utah, college or pro, there's two overwhelmingly positive or obvious choices, but then the other two are up for debate. And we've got to settle that this morning because construction has got to get going very soon. All right, we'll get into it coming up next. It's DJ and PK, Jake Scott, sitting in for David James today, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.